Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. We're going to be talking about, well, super rugby basically and uh, more super rugby. We'll uh, go through a bit of news and um, before then, before taking our uh, Normal, uh, look at uh, Super Rugby Alpaki finals uh, and then running through our normal um, uh, look at the uh, stats across the uh, Super Rugby games from the weekend. And then we'll have a little bit of a look forward to round six um, as well on that one. All of my own this weekend. Um, this is this week, a weekend. <laughs> I was all with my own this weekend as well. But that's another Mary entirely. Um, on, my, on my own this week. Um, so we go through this. So if there are bits of quiet, that's because I'm having a quick drink on my beer. Uh, and uh, if you want to see all of the um, uh, slides and things that I'm showing, then check that out on YouTube. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm uh, you can listen to us as a podcast um, on the uh, old um, sorry about YouTube. Um, uh, also, Facebook and uh, Twitter actually is a video video, a video thing. Um, and then obviously you can listen to us as a podcast. Um, as well, good evening to Simon, who has joined us in the live chat on YouTube at 8 p.m. Every Monday, um, folks, is uh, when this show goes out. So I oh, hope you all had a safe and uh, good weekend. I was working on the uh, census, uh, making sure you are all counted um, And uh, this weekend. So didn't get along to the club rugby that uh, kicked off the season, kicked off this weekend in uh, the uh, Thames Valley. So unfortunately, didn't get along to why he uh, in their opening game, um, or along to um, any of the games this weekend. Um, I would have been along to the uh, Moana Pacifica one and brought you some interviews in that, but unfortunately I couldn't get there. So sorry about that, folks. Um, and uh, we'll just have to um, crack on with uh, what we saw on the old TV. But um, let's have a quick chat about some of the uh, news stories that um, have been going around. Um, so uh, hot off the press, Scott um, Barrett, um, has been allowed by New Zealand Rugby um, to play this coming weekend um, because of the uh, injury crisis they have down there at the um, Crusaders. Now, um, I think this is a bit of a poor one by um, Razor to be doing this, to be honest. Uh, let's be honest, if um, New Zealand, because at the end of the day, who is saying it? Is it New Zealand Rugby that's saying this or is it Ian Foster that's saying that he can be released? I think it's Ian Foster, let's be honest, who will be saying, who will be giving the yes or no um, at the end of the day on this one. Um, and um, basically what uh, Razor has setting this up was if New Zealand Rugby said no, uh, then it could easily have been put, um, spun into a uh, Ian Foster um, snubbing Razor um, and, uh, and stoking at that some. Um, whole uh, argument. Let's just, those two cannot be getting on um, very well at the moment. That relationship is going to be strained at the very best. So I think Razor, uh, a bit of poor form by him um, to put um, Ian Foster in that kind of situation publicly. Um, I think the way that, I don't think, um, I think, I don't think Razor's handled himself great in this, uh, getting, getting the All Blacks job. Um, but hey, he keeps winning so he can get away with anything at the moment. But uh, you got to remember, on your way up, 
you know, be careful who you upset because on your way back down again, <laughs> you, you might need them uh, as some money, some friends uh, in that situation. So let's hope that doesn't happen to Razor. But um, as I say, I think he's burning some bridges on the way up. Um, and uh, uh, now maybe it's all the old guard that are moving out anyway. Um, but so uh, we'll have to wait and see. I say not. Uh, so, yeah, so Scott Barrett will be suiting up for the Crusaders, I believe, this uh, coming um, weekend. Um, big piece of news that came out was that uh, Sanzar Chiefs um, considered radical date shift for rugby championship um, All Blacks seasons. Um, so uh, basically uh, the um, uh, South Africa and Argentina, who are obviously half of the uh, rugby championship, have found that uh, their players are in a real bad situation. Why? Well, basically, they're playing in the Northern Hemisphere season, which kicks off in uh, sort of September, October time and goes through till June. They then play, uh, obviously, in that time, they play some November tests and then um, play a mid-year tests in uh, July before doing the um, you know, August, September uh, time for the re-championship. And then, oh, look, it's back to the Northern Hemisphere season. So essentially, the um, Springboks and Les Los Pumas um, currently have no off-season at all, um, which is a real bad situation to be in um, for those players. Let's be honest, and player welfare comes in, that should not be the situation. Now, the problem with this is obviously a problem that we've had for the last 20-odd, uh, 25 years since we've gone professional, is we don't have a global season. Um, and uh, what is one of the answers to this? So one of the answers to this is to move the rugby championship basically into the Six Nations window. Boy, oh boy. Um, let's uh, um, let's just take uh, the uh, the Northern Hemisphere's issues of uh, running concurrent competitions and bring them down and copy them in the Southern Hemisphere um, or in or in Australia, New Zealand. Essentially, when we say Southern Hemisphere, let's be honest, um, uh, disaster. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a worse thing to do um, to um, the season. To be honest. Um, uh, the uh, the idea would be that you would have um, your test matches from March to April for that, then a, a May to September Super Rugby season, um, which would just be awful because again that would cover that that would um, uh, flip over uh, and clash with the July internationals, um, which um, okay is the exact problem that you have with uh, the um, the Northern Hemisphere competition running through the November window uh, and. Um, and that, that that sort of that sort of situation. So it's an absolute um, to me, it's an absolute disaster to go down um, that route. Uh, Science have no sympathy for the schedule. Um, and Christopher Edwards Bathers, this would be great for the game. Um, I can't see how this would be great for the game at all. I can only see how it's bad for the game. Um, so I don't know where you're coming from on this one. Uh, as Simon says, double damage for the NPC and club rugby um, is uh, yeah. It's just uh, how would those two fit in? I've got a clue um, at um, the moment. No, nothing has been clarified um, on that one. So uh, that is apparently one of the um, scenarios that uh, they are looking at. They're looking at other ones um, as well. Uh, who knows um, what um, those are? Because uh, let's be honest, Sanzar is hardly a transparent organisation, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, it just does stuff uh, without actually bother um, consulting or letting anybody know on that one um because of a global calendar is the way forward it is the i agree totally agree your global calendar is the way forward but having the european calendar is or i wouldn't opt to the european calendar is not the way forward for me the best way to, to basically to run um the uh have a global calendar is to be very simple um you gotta remember rugby is apart from perhaps france and japan rugby is a sport that is funded by international rugby and that everything else and that pays for everything else to a greater or lesser degree um super rugby is not self is not self-sustaining not self uh, there's no way that that's um, a viable competition on its own without its subsidies from international rugby so uh, how uh, how do you go about it you basically for me what you would do is january to june is club rugby or 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 um uh, in, the, in european parlance or uh, franchise rugby in um, sort of Australian, um, New Zealand parlance. So first January to um, June, uh, basically Super Rugby, which is what essentially we have now, and then go July to December, international rugby. 
Um, and uh, if European competitions want to kick off before December, that's before January 1st, that's fine. They just don't have their internationals until the 1st of January. Um, and make that clear to them. There might be some compromise and be able to bring that new that, that November window uh, forward, uh, perhaps a couple of weeks, so that you end up being mid-November to end of December is kind of the off-season for international players. Um, but um, but for me, uh, that's the C. And basically, you then take your Six Nations and you put it in the rugby championship window is a much better way and makes much more sense to me uh, as a flow. So you have your European, you have your, 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 your domestic competitions through till the end of June. July, you have some, um, you, you, you have your tours. Um, then you have your big cup competition, either rugby championship and the Six Nations. And then November, you have your tours going the other direction. That to me um, is, a, is, is, is a season that people can get their hands, heads around uh, and that can be communicated to the public, and you can talk, take them on that journey. Um, now, uh, obviously, in New Zealand, we have the NPC happening that second half of the year. Um, for Europe, what it might mean is that European competitions kick off um, and don't have their internationals for the first two months, um, or they have a different, or, or they have a different competition, then and then roll into maybe a European competition or or, or somehow. But anyway, um, that's. Um, that that's uh, to me that is the, the a, a much better structure than trying to move the rugby championship into a window and having different competition uh, different levels of rugby overlapping or or, or um, when we have the overlapping here in New Zealand but we have club rugby um, and uh, super rugby there's a gap in between that which is NPC we never have adjacent levels running next to each other um, on this one so um, so to me uh, that would be a much better. Um, structure to the season um, but uh, look it's uh, it's not how European uh, sports kind of think I and mean, if you look at something like football for example in England um, you have the league and the FA Cup and the League Cup um, all happening um, at uh, sort of overlapping each other as well um, and uh, this idea of having blocks and getting whole competitions out of the way isn't in the psyche um, of, uh, of 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 um, of Europe, uh, where they so where they have these cross they have these cup competitions um, overlapping with other things uh, there. So um, so look, it's in their psyche. It's not in the southern hemisphere psyche. Chris Rivers Bailey goes six nations. Six nations will not move. The only way a global cover happens if Super Rugby moves. Um, I might agree. Yes, I agree. Six nations will not move. Um, and uh, that is damaging to rugby globally forever, unfortunately. Um, the, uh, I mean, the only other way of doing it is saying, right, the first six months of the year is going to be, um, uh, is, is, is going to be international. And then you have basically January, you have your tours to the Northern Hemisphere. Um, then you have your Six Nations and Rugby Championship um, and then finish off with um, uh, May or where you have the uh, tours coming down to, to, to the southern hemisphere, maybe, and then have the second half of the year for um, uh, for, for for domestic rugby. That one I wouldn't mind either. But basically, take six months, give it to domestic. Take six months, give it to international, uh, and have a, a solid block. That's how you do it. So if you're going to go that route of um, uh, putting uh, the Six Nations not moving, then I suggest you move the July window to um, to May, the November window to window to January. And um, the rugby championship into that Six Nations window, but all the domestic rugby in the second half of the year. That could also work um, as well uh, during that um, that kind of thing. Um, uh, the um, so yes, yeah, so that's to me um, how I think it's um, it should be um, should be structured. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what comes out of that one. Clearly, something has to change though because it's just not fair. It's on the um, the, uh, the Argentinian um, and uh, South African players at the moment. That is um, something that's going to have to change. Um, there, uh, there's, there's been some talk around um, Suprobi Alpaki, but I'll talk about the structure, what it looks like next year after um, we've, um, uh, we've talked about, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, after we've actually talked about those games um, for, 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 for that um uh, for that, uh, what's we're looking for for that? Some uh, for, for, for from that from last weekend. Um, also, yeah, Brad Shields has uh, signed for the Hurricanes next year, so um, 
he's coming back to New Zealand, so uh, that'll be an interesting one to see, see what kind of form uh, he comes back in. Obviously, at the latter part of his career, um, now not at uh, not, not 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 in the height of his career as he when he left to um, to go to um, England. Um, on uh, that one, um, the uh, so yes, yeah, so that's um, that's where that is at, uh, and uh, good luck to him when he comes back. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have a chat with him about comparing. Northern Hemisphere to Southern Hemisphere rugby, if we can uh, arrange that, but uh, I don't know how easy that um, is going to be. Right, let's talk about some Super Rugby Alpaki, which we uh, where we had uh, two games at the weekend, the finals um, at uh, the weekend um, on uh, that one. Um, and before we kick off, yes, I'm very disappointed in the Super Rugby crowd attendance. It was very um, Super Rugby Alpaki crowd attendance. Uh, very disappointed in the good news that Super W competition will be shown on Sky Sports in New Zealand now. Yeah, we did have some Super Super W kicked off at the weekend. Uh, we did have those games on um, Sky. Yeah, look, there was nobody um, at um, uh, FMG Stadium. But then again, there was nobody at Eden Park either. Uh, Super Rugby crowds um, across the board, or rugby crowds, um, unless the All Blacks are playing, no one turns up. Um, there are um, a few minor examples, so minor exceptions to that, um, where you get a final somewhere that's not happened recently. Um, the Super Rugby final will get a decent crowd, let's be honest. Um, but um, even your quarterfinals in uh, Christchurch don't necessarily pull a good crowd. Um, so um, the uh, but the All Blacks Super Rugby final, potentially the NPC final, depending on who is actually, um, who, who's hosting it, that can also get, get a good crowd. Um, but um, that is a depending one. Um, so look, crowds are a disaster across the board for rugby um, and uh, New Zealand rugby don't seem to want to do anything about it, or that's incapable of doing anything about it. Um, but uh, so in the first, um, the third, fourth playoff, uh, look, um, the uh, Hurricanes um, jumped out to a 21-0 lead uh, in the first 20 minutes, um, and uh, the Blues were never able um, to uh, claw back that um, deficit. So congratulations um, to the Hurricanes, uh, who um, finished last in the round robin with just one win. They got two wins um, out of their five games um, this season. So well done to them um, with uh, with that one. Um, and then in the final, wow, um, the Chiefs have never, I remember, ever lost a game of rugby or um, in their entire existence until last weekend um, where the... Um, they lost the game at 33 to 31. Um, a missed conversion and a missed penalty um, on the buzzer um, uh, meant that it could have gone um, the other way or it could have gone two extra time. So a real close one here, cracking one, um, with the Chiefs initially going out to a 19-0 lead um, in the first quarter. Uh, then before the um, uh, the matter to pull it back to 22-19, um, a try just before half time, and it was 22 26 at half time with the Chiefs leading. Um, but uh, Matatu came out, dominated um, most of the second half to uh, to to take that 33 to 26 lead. And I say there was that late try and a late penalty that um, that could have, if, if they'd been converted or if that got or kicked, either of those kicks have gone over, could have been a different um, uh, result. But congratulations to Matatu um, on winning that game. Uh, and becoming Super Rugby Apaki champions in year two and being the first side to ever defeat Chiefs Manoa in that one. So the Blink and You Miss It competition is now over. Um, five weeks plus one week of um, pre-season um, and it's done. Now, um, was this Super Rugby? Uh, and the answer is no, it wasn't. Um, it was in name, um, but for the players, their experience was not Super Rugby, unfortunately. Um, you have a small number of players who are in the All Blacks who have got full contracts, um, and uh, then the um, the rest of the players are semi-professional. What does that mean? That means Monday to Wednesday, um, they are in their full-time jobs, even during the season. Um, they only have one training session um, a week, um, on the Thursday, uh, they have a captain's run, and then basically um, they have their games, and that's it. Um, this is not so. So from that point of view, this is not full time rugby. Uh, when still not seeing uh, Super Rugby uh, for women um, in that sense of the word. Um, 
I know a lot of people say, oh, look, they're getting paid the same as the boys are. Yeah, pro rotted they're getting paid for five weeks <laughs> um, at full, full salary when the guys are getting paid for 12 months at their full salary. Um, so it's a very different, um, very different number there. If it goes full time for, for, um, for that five weeks, um, you're going to have a lot of players just basically cannot afford to give up uh, their job for over a month um, to play this game. Now, they're already giving up something. They, haven't, they, won't, they won't have had a day off in the um, uh, in, in the last month and a half, basically, um, because they're either working or they're playing rugby. Um, no rest at all. No proper recuperation. Player welfare, yada, yada, yada. Out the window, folks. Um, who cares um, about some um, um, about that? So um, that something does need to change. Now, first of all, it needs to be a longer competition. But if it becomes a longer competition, then they need to get paid properly. Um, but um, clearly, uh, that is um, a um, uh, a real problem. Look, amateur teams. Yeah, you're right. Quite often, used to train a Tuesday and a Thursday night. They still do. Amateur club rugby does. But um, you're there talking about. Uh, the catchment area for Waihee is Waihee. The catchment area for the Chiefs goes from one coast of the country to the other coast of the country. Um, the catchment of the area of the area for um, Auckland goes from Auckland all the way up to the tip of the North Island, um, which is a, a good six, seven hour drive. You can't do that um, for a, um, a, you can't drive down there. I mean, obviously, very few, I'm not sure if any of the players live at the very tip of the North Island, um, but for, to the tip of Northland, but you can't travel a commute like that for an evening's training session. It just doesn't, it's just not um, healthy for you. Um, also, if you're, if you're working shift work, you're buggered, let's be honest. So um, the, uh, yeah, it's, it's a problem um, for, um, for, for the teams to, uh, to, 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 for New Zealand rugby um, to figure out. Um, stuff has come up with a number of suggestions as to what the, um, uh, so what it could look like next year. Now, long term, clearly, it is the merging of Super Rugby Alpaki and Super W. Um, now, uh, again, I think that will be wrong. I'm afraid, folks. Sorry. But copying the men or copying men's rugby, which is what women's rugby seems to be doing at the moment, saying, oh, well, look, let's just recreate men's professional rugby, which we know is broken. Yeah, that'll work, folks. Not. Um, but um, that appears to be what we're doing. So that's the that's the uh, that's the. Uh, where we're heading down, um, there is, doesn't seem to be any um, kind of uh, out of the box, um, out of the box, Veronica, thinking about how to um, do something different. Anyway, so um, suggestions for um, uh, for next um, year um, is that um, uh, is a two is basically a two round um, uh, competition. So basically, each team um, plays each other twice, um, which would then take that three week. To a six-week one, and then potentially play each of the six Super Rugby WW sides, which could and have a final. So that could make it a thirteen-week competition. Um, for example, um, excluding um, pre-season. Um, the uh, other option is that um, you take the New Zealand four teams, the Australian five teams plus a drawer, um, and have ten teams, uh, and then you can uh, play each other once in a final, which would be an eleven-week competition, um, or there is uh, uh, to have two rounds, just the six-week competition um, plus finals, which take probably out to about um, eight, um, which um, uh, which would just increase what we've got already, but not have that tra tra cross Tasman thing. Um, look, there needs to be, I think, there needs to be some sort of cross Tasman next year. Um, whether it doesn't uh, li listening to or reading what's in stuff there, they don't think that that's likely to happen. Um, but um, uh, we will we will have to wait and see how this one all pans out um, from, uh, from from that point of view. Um, Simon says, yep, uh, it's a totally pathetic structure of the competition. Uh, needs a double round robin next year um, and link up to um, Australia. Absolutely, that's that's what needs to happen. Um, the uh, There's definitely stuff that needs to be, uh, that can be learned from professional, from netball as well, which has been women's professional sport here in New Zealand. Uh, look, they've had cross Tasman competitions that fall that's fallen apart. They've gone back to both the purely domestic competitions. So I think we can learn for something from that. And he says women's rugby uh, needs a Highlanders franchise. Um, to me, I don't think so. I think you're better off doing like you suggested there, probably splitting the Chiefs um, and having a Chiefs franchise in Hamilton and then Tauranga 
which um, is the base of the uh, black or the um, the uh, Blackfern Sevens and uh, the all the uh, all, the sevens, all Black Sevens as well team. Um, I would put a team out of uh, Taronga, not out of um, the uh, the Highlanders. Why? Well, basically, Southland still doesn't have an MP a, a Farrah Palmer Cup team. There's only one Farrah Palmer Cup team down there, um, whereas um, you could um, put uh, the uh, whereas the, the, if you had a um, uh, one in the uh, Taranaki, uh, you could um, potentially have Taranaki and uh, Canis Manukau, sorry, um, Bay of Flinch and Canis Manukau um, have that team where, and then the Chiefs could be um, from Waikato um, and um, Taranaki um, uh, as, uh, as, as an example um, as to how that kind of thing could be split up um, potentially. Um, I'm pretty sure there's five franchises in the Chiefs area and I've gone blank as to what um, the other one is because yeah it's Waikato, Bay of Plenty, Kenny's Manukau, Taranaki. Is there another one? No there probably isn't actually um, on um, that one. Um, did I watch any of the Women's Six Nations at the weekend? No I didn't sorry. Um, I uh, did not um, uh, look I did not watch that um, and or talk or yeah and then there's also the uh, WXV Qualification, uh, they probably, um, well, they're trying to make the well, six nations as big in itself, so they don't need to talk about that, is um, what's probably going on there. So we'll see. Will there be just two, will there be two rounds next year with no crossover? Will there be two rounds and crossover, or will there be a fully integrated competition across the uh, board? Um, we'll have to wait and see. What's the difference between Super W and Super Rugby Alpaki? Well, Super Rugby Alpaki is the New Zealand version. It's been going for two years. Super W has been going, uh, is, is the women's super rugby competition in australia which isn't um fully professional it's been going for five or six years now um which um which is good um from that um uh which is obviously good because it's been going for longer um over there uh, but uh not good in fact it's not fully professional yet either um so both sides um, need investment um can either of them um, be justified or, or in the boardroom um where's that money going to come from we'll have to wait and see on that one right then um i think it's time for us to uh, get on to the um super rugby which means i need to bring up my stats um on screen uh, and it probably also means that i need to uh, take a quick drink folks um so um i'll put the stats up have a quick drink and then we'll get on to the um super rugby from the uh, weekend and um for a second there, I thought I typed in word for France rather than force, but um, there we go. <laughs> I didn't, so that's good. So, suitably refreshed and ready to um, kick on with the uh, second half of the show. Before I do so, don't forget you can become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio via patreon.com forward slash nz sport radio um, that would be a much appreciated folks clearly there are computers and cameras and um, uh, various subscriptions for um, streaming software etc that all go to the cost of uh, making this show and also the standoff on wednesday night and the other content that i produce from time to time so um, if you want to uh, um, help support us, please head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. So, um, kicking off the uh, weekend. Now, I thought there was only going to be two competitive games this weekend. And um, boy, um, I think I was wrong about that because there was only one. One of the games that I thought that um, could provide an upset was the Crusaders versus the Brumbies. And I lost some money on this game because uh, clearly the Brumbies didn't... Uh, um, didn't manage to um, turn up um, for this one, or didn't manage. Or to, uh, my theory was that uh, Razor clearly um, had been out of the Crusaders camp for a couple of days. The Crusaders have not had the um, best start to um, this uh, this season. Well, let's be honest; the first time that the Crusaders have not won their opening game um, against uh, uh, during the Roberts uh, during the Razor era. Um, was this season. Boy, oh boy, they seem to have got themselves on track. They obviously had that win over the Blues um, the weekend before. Um, and um, the uh, 
uh, and in this one, in that first um, in that, that first half, um, it's the first two times the uh, Crusaders got into the uh, Brumbies' half, they scored, and they went out to a 21-3 lead at half time. Sure, the Brumbies were more competitive in the second half, drawing it some um, fourteen all, uh, but um, that was uh, too little, too late. Um, they needed to get some more points on the board in that um, first half. As we can see, um, the um, Crusaders now. Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Have had the fewest number of kicks for the past two weekends. Only 14 this weekend, um, 15 last weekend, which contrasts massively with their... Um, with them in the first couple of weekends. First couple of weekends, you can see the Crusaders, 43 kicks in that game against the Chiefs. That was the most of anybody um, that weekend. The um, 30 kicks, so twice as many again in week two. Um, 32 was the most that week. So again, one of the highest number of kicks. Now um, they seem to have uh, settled down to a different game plan um, with that number of kicks. I mean, come right down um, to just 15 last weekend, 14 this weekend. Um, uh, much more of possession rugby, um, perhaps, um, there um, by um, the um, uh, by, by, by the Crusaders. Alton Wright's Brumbies were better than that half-time score. <laughs> sure, but you've got to say, it doesn't matter how good, rugby, how many times you get into that 22, um, how, uh, how lovely rugby you're playing. If you can't put points on the board, um, you're going to lose the game. That's the only stat that matters is points on the board at the end of the day. Um, and they just couldn't break down um, this um, Crusaders team uh, and get those scores. Um, look, 18, only 18 missed tackles by the Crusaders. Um, a solid defensive effort there um, on that front. Um, the um, And 15 turnovers, not great, but also um, um, on, on that one. But yeah, solid defence. Um, the Crusaders um, being clinical for their first couple of entries. They became less clinical as the game went on. Um, but um, they got those two um, two earliest tries, um, and that was enough to see them home in this um, in this game. But yeah, as I say what jumps out at me is how the Crusaders' kicking um, numbers have changed dramatic drastically um, since um, the um, uh, since that opening couple of um, weeks. Moving on, then, and we've got the Waratahs versus the Chiefs. Look, this was a, um, a late game here. Um, I had work the next day, and I'll be honest with you, this was not a game that I expected um, to be um, much uh, to, to 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 go any other way than it did, which was the, the, the Chiefs win. Um, look, the fewest number of of um, of, of um, offloads in this game, the Chiefs only one line break, so that this was only four line breaks in this entire game, which is the fewest of any of the games. Perfect set piece from both teams. Um, which is good to see. The Chiefs missed a kick, but uh, that wasn't um, any. That wasn't going to alter the game. At the end of the day, good set piece. Um, only eight missed tackles by the, um, the by the Chiefs. Something I've been talking about is that this opening, uh, this perfect start by the Chiefs is built on defence, not attack. Um, on this one, um, and uh, as you can see, um, only eighty-four tackles. They did. They managed to control the ball. Didn't. Um, only nine uh, penalties, so good discipline, um, good defence, uh, rack up a few points, and hey, presto, you've got the win. 
um, and that's working for um, the Chiefs at the um, the moment. Um, and Luxor uh, writes says Waratah's attack did not work, but uh, defence was good, um, and that uh, the Chiefs had a lot of ball. Yep, yeah. but uh, as I say, uh, this was one I didn't get. I didn't watch. It was late. Um, uh, and yeah, let's look at that. It's just say like, it's just built off defence, um, and that's what we're seeing from this Chiefs team. As much as we talk about DMAC um, and um, Sean Stevenson and some other um, people um, outside of that, Highlanders drew us another game. Um, I know some people said, "Oh yeah, look, this one could be an upset." But look, uh, the Drewer couldn't do it last weekend against the Reds, um, and I thought again another week away. This was going to be a tough one for them. Plus, the Highlanders starting to get a bit of their mojo with that win over the Force. Um, another one I could see only going one way. I did not expect 57 points from the Highlanders, though. So, um, wow. Um, that, uh, that cracked up there. Again, only 15 kicks from the drawer. That's something we've seen consistently from them. They're not a big kicking team. Um, they like to counter-attack and run with that ball. Um, again, uh, for the Highlanders... Uh, look, no penalties, only five penalties in this game they gave up. Um, uh, so solid defence, 158 tackles, one of the higher ones. The Fijians um, controlled the ball. Um, brilliant from um, uh, from that point of view, very good from them having uh, that having that out of possession. But um, solid defence, um, no penalties, uh, very few turnovers when they actually got the ball as well. Um, meant uh, that the Highlanders racked up a big score um, in this one. Um, Gilbert, man of the match um, here. Um, as I say, I, I didn't expect anything else from this one. I didn't expect as big a score as that. But um, yeah, that was a predictable game um, coming into it uh, on this one. Uh, someone here is think that Fiji will do better at home. I think they need at least four more wins to try and get a spot, spot in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll have to see about that one. Um, yeah, yeah, I do think there are different prospects at home from away. And it'd be one that so you think about whether you can back them at home, but you don't bother backing them when they're playing away, I think is the way for this one. Um, someone also made a comment, comment he's concerned about um, the um, one Pacifica and how long it's going to take them to be uh, to get up to speed or will they end up getting pushed out due to pressure from the fans. Uh, look, 0-59, ouch. That's... Um, is uh, yeah, that's, I think that's the well, that's the first zero that we've seen um, this season. Um, it's not the highest score though. The Reds put seventy-one points on the um, Force, um, so we've had higher scores as well as the Blues put sixty on to the um, the Highlanders. But still, fifty-nine points um, is um, is very bad um, for the for, for Moana Pacifica. Um, look, the set piece they had the worst scrum and one of the worst lineouts. Um, of the weekend. If you've got no platform, you're not going to have much of a chance. You then go and um, miss 45 tackles. Um, and um, boy, oh boy, uh, it's just going to be a long night at the office against the Hurricanes, who, let's be honest, are one of the, uh, well, to me, a surprise team um, this year, um, doing much better. Lots of kicks, 33, so they're clearly kicking very well. Perfect set piece, so they had a perfect platform. Um, and hey, presto, there you go. There's your 14 line breaks, um, which uh, racked up all of those points. They've got some deadly um, players in that back line. Um, and uh, boy, oh boy, um, it's interesting seeing um, Kini Naholo finally having uh, getting some rugby and not being injured, um, which uh, has been his big problem um, for a number of years. So great to see that he's actually getting an opportunity now. I remember going down when I was living in New Plymouth, going to watch him in a preseason game for, for Taranaki. Yep, he's wonderful. And then seeing him in a moon boot. And that was the end of his season before he even started. So um, he's had some real tough luck with injuries. It's hoping he's stay injury free this season um, and uh, rotate with um, Julian Sevilla uh, and uh, get himself some good game time and um, secure himself as a good super rugby player because that's what he is. Um, let's, so that, that's what he has the potential to be. Sorry, that's not what he is. Um, and um, it'll be, it'll be uh, good to see him grow uh, into that role this season. Um, but yeah, Moana Pacifica, oh boy, oh boy. Um, they've got the Highlanders this coming weekend. Uh, it's, it's looking tough for them. Or uh, yeah, This uh, pre-season talk of uh, making the playoffs um, is a long way away um, now, isn't it? Let's be honest. 
Next up came was the second game this season of the weekend where I thought we could see an upset and bought, and we did. Well done to the Rebels, and they did win some money on this one. They won the game um, 40 to um, 38 um, in this one. Um, nothing uh, stand out there from them from a stats point of view. Let's um, be honest. Uh, the Rebel Reds, plenty of offloads, but look, they got uh, only six line breaks compared to nine line breaks by the um, by the Rebels um, in their Rebels. Um, also decent on the old penalty um, side of things um, as well. Oh, thank you. Simon's pointing out that... Um, the uh, High Moana Pacifica versus the Highlanders is on free to air this Friday on Prime TV. Um, I'll be actually working at the start of that one, so uh, I'm then going to pick up my daughter, so I'll probably miss <laughs> watching that game, unfortunately. Um, but as I say, I can't see anyone but the Highlanders winning that one. Um, the um, so yeah, look, um, uh, yeah, that's, um good discipline, uh, a lot of missed tackles in this game. Look, 30 and 29. Um, that's, um, so yes, lots of missed tackles. Um, hence the uh, forty to um, um, to thirty four um, scoreline. But um, look, the Rebels have been doing um, uh, been surprising us this weekend. Yep, uh, this season. Sorry. Now, sure, um, they came up short in um, their opening game um, against the Force, um, thirty four to um, twenty seven. In that one, they could have got themselves a draw uh, towards the end there nearly. Um, but look, 33-39 um, against the Hurricanes. Um, they then beat the Waratahs. Um, sure, 44-25 against the Chiefs. They weren't. Uh, that was. Uh, they were never going to win that one. Um, but uh, upsets um, the um, the Reds. Unfortunately, they've got the Fiji and Drua away. If they had them at home, I think they've had a good chance. But away um, next weekend, then they back it up with against the Blues and the Crusaders. So boy, oh boy, three three tough weeks for the Rebels coming up. But um, to me, they have been. Um, one of the surprise packages um, the, um, early on this season. And they definitely have, have overperformed where I thought they would have been. The Reds, boy, oh boy. Um, the hesitancy seems to be going backwards. It just seems like a couple of years ago that they were um, the top team in Australia or challenging to be the top team. So that, well, they were the Super Rugby champions, weren't they, um, for Super Rugby um, AU uh, champions, um, beating the Brumbies in that final. Um, and they've gone backwards from there. But there don't seem to be any question marks around the coaching of Brad Thorne. He used to took that really young side, grew them up, got to that final, and then have just fallen off a cliff um, and disappeared. Sure, they've lost a few players, um, but um, yeah, I wonder what's going on there. Um, and really interesting that there's been no question. There doesn't be any question mark around Brad Thorne um, and, uh, and and his situation, which is um, a bit of a surprise um, if I'm going to be honest. Finally, Blues Force. Look, um, there's a whole bunch of uh, stuff. Uh, some, some some articles bashing the Blues, um, saying how they were, how they had a bad game, um, and then and just overcame the force. Um, the um, but um, to um, uh, to me, um, uh, the basically as soon as the Blues stopped turning the ball over, and look, sixteen turnovers in this game. Um, the only people who were worse were uh, the Waratahs and the Force with 18, 17 and 18 respectively. So, look, lots of turnovers by the Blues. As soon as they stopped turning the, 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 the ball over, they started scoring points um, and it was all over. The Force never looked like scoring points and and, or, and, and basically being, uh, winning this game. Um, so, for all that um, the Blues might not have been uh, um, at their best, uh, look, they had problems at scrum time um, in their... But they never looked like losing this game either. It was just a matter of time before the Blues um, sort of sorted a few things out. The fourth short, they couldn't kick. They couldn't hit the side of a barn with their kicks. But um, uh, that was never. That wasn't uh, the reason they lost this game. Um, sure, they could have made it a little bit closer, um, but I don't think it would have made any difference to the actual outcome um, of the game if they made those kicks up. The most number of turnovers this weekend. They actually the most tackles. Um, and they had also the gave it the most number of penalties, which kind of happens when you're under that amount of pressure defensively. So um, when you've been put under that pressure, this game was only going to go one way. And the Blues have the players um, to do that. And look, um, across the board, we had some um, players rested, didn't we, this weekend? Um, Bowden Barrett wasn't playing this game, for example, um, and a few others. So um, same with the Chiefs there. Um, a few rested players um, from, from memory as well. So look, Unsurprising that uh, perhaps some of these didn't um, blow out, perhaps as bit as as, as um, uh, from that point of view. And not tonight's uh, Blues putting out close to a B team would have put the paying punters off. 
What paying punters? Not sure there was anybody there. The crowd was abysmal. I mean, Austrian was, but he goes to every game anyway. Um, whereas we had uh, nearly 19,000 or 18,000 um, at uh, the Warriors game at the same time. Now, um, look, it helps that the Warriors play at um, a stadium, which has got a um, capacity of um, kind of 30,000. Um, so that's over half full, um, and it sounded like it, and it looks like it. Whereas um, Eden Park, um, the um, capacity um, is well close to 50,000. Uh, now, I'm not sure if that's with the temporary stands um, or not. So um, having the, what, 9,000 or whatever it was in there um, really bounce. Uh, they, they, you, you lose them because um, there is so... Um, a few um, people um, in there. Um, the uh, always had 12,000 in Mount Smart against China um, the, uh, recently. So look, um, the uh, the atmosphere for the Warriors um, game was, um, um, was was really good. And not trying to say, yeah, what's what rugby crowds used to be like? Well, there's definitely a lot that um, rugby can learn from NRL um, and how they market their teams. You walk around Auckland and you'll never see a Blues jersey, but you'll see quite a few uh, Warriors jerseys and malls and stuff. You might see one or one a day of an All Blacks jersey if you're lucky, um, but you'll see plenty of um, Warriors jerseys. They clearly are marketing the game much better than rugby is, um, and um, rugby needs to. Rugby, rugby can learn a thing or two from them about how you make a match day and how you make people want to turn up, uh, because, boy... Um, don't know if they used some fake crowd noise over the TV, but um, if they didn't, and um, the crowd, the atmosphere was really good um, at the Warriors game at the weekend. You can hear all about that game on our league show, The Standoff, on a Wednesday night at 8pm to do join um, Brad and Richie for that show um, as well. So, yeah, look, we um, Simon mentioned earlier that the crowds, or comment about crowds at Super Bowl Packy, yes, sure, they weren't very, they, it was awful. It was, did no one there? There, weren't any, there wasn't anyone the, the previous weekend at um, Albany Stadium either for the um, semi finals. Um, and there was no one uh, at um, Eden Park uh, this weekend. The crowds are a real, real problem with um, um, for, uh, for Super Rugby, particularly in New Zealand. Uh, and I just don't see the urgency from New Zealand rugby, from the franchises to try and fix it. Um, I don't think they even, they don't think they care. I think it's all about, do we get our TV money from Sky? Yes. Right. Who cares about who's in the stands? That's all that we've got the money. And it's about the money so we can pay for the sport. So the sport survives. Um, it's a real sad way to look at it, but that's how it comes across that um, how um, uh, that uh, the administrators look at this. Now, whether they do or not, I don't know, um, but that's certainly the impression you get. Um, from doing it. Um, I know that uh, Stephen couldn't join us um, this evening, but uh, some of the comments he made in um, our chat was he was not particularly, he was not particularly impressed with rugby at the weekend and was kind of like, were there any games to watch? Well, there was one. <laughs> there was one game to watch. Um, so what I've decided to start doing um, is uh, I'm going to be doing a multi um, every weekend to see, okay, how predictable is Super Rugby? Um, I did a multi two weekends ago across um, Super Rugby, the Six Nations, and also um, uh, Super Rugby Alpaki, and yep, and it won. <laughs> All the games were foregone conclusions before you even started. Um, I think it was two games I decided, or two or three, two games I think I decided before the, before the weekend that um, one is Super Rugby, one is Super Rugby Alpaki. All the rest um, were a foregone conclusion, including the Six Nations. I think there are four games next weekend that we already know what the result's going to be, right? Those are the Highlanders will beat um, against Moana Pacifica. Um, so I've not against Highlanders. Highlanders going to win that one. Reds hosting the Crusaders. I think the Crusaders, uh, yeah, look at the Reds also the Rebels last weekend. Brumbies versus Royals. Brumbies are by far the best team in um, Australia, in my point of view. Um, a uh, dollar thirty. That's the uh, that's the most risky one of these bids of these of these bets. Um, and then the Hurricanes versus the Force. The Hurricanes are going to win that one um, as well. So there you go. Um, we'll see if um, next week I'll talk about if uh, that comes off or not. But for my mind, there's only two games worth watching um, this uh, coming um, weekend, which is that Fiji Fiji and Drua against um, the Rebels. Um, 
because I think the Rebels made a good start, but it is in Fiji, so I think Fiji should win that one. Um, but I do think that one is definitely is, is, is worth a shout, uh, worth a watch. And then also the Chiefs versus the Blues. That should be a cracker. Two of the teams that we're talking that we're really talking about for the finals. Um, let's be honest, folks. Um, so those are the two I think only two games um, at the moment that um, that as I say that I think are um, worth um, watching um, this coming um, weekend. Um, you kind of see that by looking um, at um, if we look at the table. Um, if we uh, if we talk about what who was going to be uh, at the top end, who is going to be um, basically we're going to see in the um, the finals. Um, um, it won't be easy for the Highlanders away from home. Oh come on! Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty. Honestly, uh, we just lost by nearly sixty points to um, uh, last weekend. They are in a uh, a, a tough spot uh, right now. Um, but um, is that uh, working? There we go. Um, no, that's not what's supposed to happen. Let me see if we can share that again in a way that we can actually see it. Because here we go. So here's a table for um, uh, for, 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 for after this weekend. Um, what you can see is, yeah, that we've got the, 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 the Chiefs are at the top there um, with five wins from five games. The Hurricanes and Brumbies both got four wins now. Uh, obviously, the Brumbies losing it to the uh, Crusaders last weekend. Um, then we've got um, the uh, Blues and Crusaders on at three wins. So even though the Crusaders had a poor start to the season, uh, they're in fifth place there. That top, Those top five will be your semi-finalists. Um, the gap between them and everyone else is um, pretty stark. If you look at um, the, uh, you can tell that from the um, points difference, really, uh, that uh, points of the Chiefs are reading down 94, 110, 25, 48, 39 plus. Um, you then got the Reds, the points difference of eight, and everyone else is negative. Um, so it's the, those top five, and then there's a big dip, big gap um, to um, uh, to everyone else there, folks. Um, the, um, uh, the the and it's quite interesting. You've got the Waratahs down there in 11th place now, but again, out of these the bottom half of the table on points difference, they would be that they've got the best points difference uh, with only minus 11. He says only um, all the other teams. So you look at your your, your, your Rebels, Highlanders, Fiji and Drua Force, who are above them. Um, nine minus 19, minus 57, minus 62, minus 62. Um, so they've they've all had some big um, some big drubbings. Or big losses in there. The Waratahs haven't had that, uh, have kept everything close. So they are a team that I expect to shoot up the table as they, uh, as those, all those close losses become, um, uh, or they turn into close wins instead, I think is what we're going to see from the Waratahs. So I expect them to come up the table um, and be challenging for that top eight. Highlanders, as I say, I think they're starting to click now. I'm sure they've got a lot of uh, injuries. Um, Nocturnal rights as October Otago-based teams sides never play well in South Auckland. Um, Pacifica will be uh, more switched on. Sure, I don't expect it to be uh, to, to nil, but I still don't think it's going to be. I don't think I think the Highlands will have a comfortable win still. Um, so the um, so that's my kind of read of the table. You've got that top five and everyone else um, at the moment. The the uh, Pacifica clearly. Um, are, um, uh, are are off the bottom there um, at the moment with uh, without any wins and a minus 113, so nearly um, so kind of nearly twice um, the uh, the next worst. Um, not quite, but uh, yeah, that's a lot of uh, that's a big minus points. And actually, um, half of that came from the game at um, the weekend. There with that one. Um, something else that I thought it would be interesting to have a look at as we have still got time is. Uh, to have a look at some of the uh, um, sort of the uh, betting that's available on the um, the TAB, not because I want to push um, gambling, but because I think it's just interesting to see who they think uh, what, what they think certain outcomes are likely um, to be. And um, 
So I'll just bring up uh, the uh, some of the uh, gambling that's available, or some of the odds that are available for um, Super Rugby um, on here. Outright winners, um, unsurprisingly, Chiefs, Blues, Crusaders um, are at um, uh, the um, are at the, uh, the the top there. Um, and uh, uh, finalists, the most most likely finalists, Crusaders, Chiefs, currently at four dollars and twenty two twenty five cents. Crusaders Blues at seven dollars is number two um, in there. So obviously they think that even though the um, outright winner, the shortest odds from the Chiefs, <laughs> the uh, TAB is definitely expecting the Crusaders to be there in that final. The um, one that I thought was actually quite interesting to look at though was who is going to be the regular season top try scorer. Um, currently, Lester Fanganuku um, tops that. Um, he's got six tries so far. Um, the uh, player who's leading um, the uh, try scoring, Sean Stevenson, with seven tries, um, is uh, in second place there uh, at um, $3.50. Um, coming on down then, Jordan Pataya is the first Australian on there. Um, but um, you look at players like Mark Talia, Caleb Clark with four and three tries. Um, interesting to see that they are so high up when the other players who have scored more tries than them. The first player who has not scored any tries yet on the list is Will Jordan at $61. He's not even fit and playing yet. Um, so uh, interesting to see him there. He's ahead of players like um, Jordy Barrett, um, Suelesi, Vinivalu, who scored two tries, Mark uh, Nwangatwati. Um, Bowden Barrett, Damien McKenzie, Richard Mwanga, all these people have scored tries, um, but um, interesting to see Will Jordan, uh, they think he is more likely to be the top try scorer than those players are, even though he's not even played uh, and isn't expected to turn out until the eighth round at the absolute earliest. Um, uh, Simon says Chiefs have uh, definitely qualified for the playoffs. Um, well, if you have a look at the odds for making um, the um, uh, the quarterfinals, which is effectively the um, playoffs, and they've uh, the TAB has decided that um, the Blues, Brumbies, Chiefs, Crusaders, Hurricanes are all definitely there. Um, as basically, it's a dollar straight on. So you put a dollar on, you get a dollar, a dollar back, and well, and a tenth of a cent. Um, the other sides, uh, then, and I think that's what I've been saying, isn't it? Um, that uh, your semi-finalists um, are going to come from those four teams. Currently, the TAB thinks it's going to be the four New Zealand teams in the, in the Chiefs, Blues, Crusaders, Hurricanes, um, with the Brumbies next at $1.70. Um, the Reds at $3 is the next one. And after their performance at the weekend, I'm amazed that they are that short odds, um, to be honest. So, um, the uh, so yes, there we go. That's um, uh, some, uh, some of the odds that I thought were... Um, kind of interesting to uh, to have a look at. Again, on the point scorer one, um, you're looking at uh, Jordy Barrett, Richard Mwanga, Dame McKenzie, Bowden Barrett um, at the top there. Um, Sam Gilbert, even though he's got 46 points, is uh, behind D-Mac, Bowden Barrett, um, who have got less points than him, for example, um, which is kind of um, interesting um, in that one um, there. So, um, uh, and he's less likely to miss games, I would have thought, through uh, rotation than your Bowdens and your Damon McKenzie's and your Richmond Wangers. In fact, all those, the top four, all there will miss games um, because of All Blacks rest weeks. Um, so interesting um, on that one there. So I just thought some funny games there, having to see, or not having to, I'm having a look at um, some of the, um, some of what uh, the odds are for different uh, outcomes by the um, TAB. Um, none of them, I would, um, I'll tell you straight away, that I will be putting money on. Um, I won't be putting money on um, any of those things we've discussed about, um, but I will probably, I will, um, you've seen the multi that I've already put on. Um, I will also put some some money on the other two games, which would be two, just $2 each on those two games, um, which is the uh, Chiefs versus the Blues and the uh, Drua versus Rebels. I think I'll be going with the home teams in both of those um, situations uh, for those two, just so you are aware. Um, the, uh, please just remember with gambling, don't spend money that you cannot afford to have, afford to lose. As I say, I only put $2 on um, each time, so very small amounts. Um, it's more, um, so uh, just to basically see if 
I kind of know more than the um, than the TAB. Um, and um, there you go. Uh, hope you all had a you all have a wonderful week. Obviously, with um, the rugby coming up this weekend, I say two games for Duncan to watch both on Saturday. Uh, Eugene Drew versus the Rebels. That's four thirty-five p.m. and then the Chiefs versus the Blues at seven p.m. on Saturday. So that's um, Chiefs versus the Blues. Def- I would say is one not to miss. I so say that's uh, two of the teams who will be at the pointy end of this competition um, going head to head. So um, that should be a cracker. Have a wonderful week, everybody, and uh, chat to you all next Monday at eight p.m.